0: Are you ready? Yeah, let's do this. Hey guys, I'm Jen. And I'm Amanda. And you're listening to Fathomless. What's up, everyone? What is up? Everyone, Welcome back to Fathomless. Welcome back to Fathomless. So this is
1: (laughs) not a Bridgewater Triangle case per se, but it does happen in Bridgewater. And um, I think it's interesting that it it happens in Bridgewater because it kind of goes along with what we were talking about in our last episode where people and like dark people seem to be kind of drawn to this area to do things, dump bodies, different things like that, you know? Yeah.
0: Yep. We know all about that. So I felt like it was
1: uh, a good way to kind of segue into this case, um, which is a case that I've wanted to cover for a while. It was a pretty big case in the local news uh, when it happened, but it didn't really get further than up and down the East Coast. Yeah. Um, it, was, I feel it didn't like make it, like a lot of large national headlines. Which is crazy. Which is nuts because this case is absolutely crazy. And it does actually go overseas a little bit.
0: I heard a little bit about this. I know you deep dive, so yeah, I, I mean, is I deep dived as much as I could. It's yeah. one of those
1: cases where every article
0: has it's like the, the same. same story,
1: just yeah just twist it in a different way you just gotta pull pieces from every fucking article that you can every now and then you find like a little new piece of information but like you're also like okay was that true or is that like that's why sometimes this embellishing
0: yeah that's why sometimes like when i read it and it's only one source i'll try to be like i only saw that in one source yeah but thought it was worth mentioning exactly because you never know if it's just that that journalist trying to, you
1: know, add a little sentence enhancer up in there.
0: Yeah, be like, oh, I got some this shock article value. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Throwing that fluff in there. Um, but yeah, so there isn't like a ton of information on the the like investigation of the case or the background of the people in the case. Um it's, you know, I, I actually couldn't even find an obituary for Ashley. Uh, which Are you is really sad? Serious? Yeah.
0: Oh my god. Um, which
1: is really heartbreaking. Um, I do remember this case vividly when it happened, though, and it stuck in my head. Like when they found her, I was like, "What the fuck?" Um, so we're just gonna dive right into it. We're gonna dive right into the day this happened. Uh, on November third, two thousand and fifteen, Bridgewater police received a call from a resident on Oak Street around eleven thirty p.m. saying that a suspicious black SUV. Was shining its headlights down nearby the commuter rail next to their house, and it appeared that they were like that. This person was dumping something along the train tracks. Uh, when officers arrived on scene, they discovered that about a hundred yards down on the west side of the tracks, there was something on fire. Uh, it didn't take long for them to realize that this was actually the burning body of a young woman who had been wrapped up in some kind of tarp or blanket. Mm. Um. Please call Bridgewater really, Fire. Wait,
0: you really jumped right into this. Yeah. Don't we're gonna we're gonna I'm backtrack giving Amanda a like a look of disapproval. We're gonna we're gonna backtrack Shaking a little bit, and then we're gonna okay. we're gonna go back to this. But <sighs> I felt right. like
1: it was good to just ju- to to, to kind of just dump dump jump right into it, and you know dump all this on you. Sorry, guys. Sorry. So uh, police called them Bridgewater Fire Department to extinguish the fire and stop it from spreading across the, the wooded area that she was found in. Um, this woman was wrapped up in a comforter that was soaked in accelerant. Her hands and feet were tied behind her back with an electrical cord. She was gagged with her own clothes and she had a towel wrapped over her head.
0: This person, like, didn't take her far at all to dump her body and lit it on fire. Like, Obviously she was going to be found like, yeah, fast. it's, it's, it was in a, uh, the area that it was found is
1: like between two residential neighborhoods. So like, it wasn't like it was a very secluded area.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. And people are always like looking out their fucking windows and shit. Yep.
1: Um, but this gruesome discovery launched a massive investigation for Bridgewater and Massachusetts state police. Uh, and the detectives had to determine, you know, who this, who this girl was, who this body was that they found. Um, Like I said, the victim's body was found in a small wooded area near the commuter rail tracks between two residential neighborhoods of Oak Street and Crapo Street in Bridgewater, Massachusetts. Um, The couple that had called about the car had not reported any loud disturbances in the area, which led police to believe um, between that and based on the crime scene evidence that uh, she had been killed in a different location and likely brought to this area to be dumped and left after the fact. Um, despite over 70% of her body being badly burned, they were able to use small remnants of a tattoo that was found on her body uh, as a jumping off point to identify the victim. It took investigators a little less than a week to finally get a positive identification on the body. And the victim was a 29-year-old New Jersey native and single mother, Ashley Bortner. Ashley was born on March 12th, 1986. She was the youngest of four children, and she had grew up with her mother and her three siblings in Paulsboro, New Jersey. So what the hell was she doing in Massachusetts? Yeah, what the fuck? Um, At 16, she had given birth to a baby boy who her mother helped take care of. Uh, Her family and friends described her as charismatic, you know, a fun-loving young woman who was incredibly beautiful and incredibly hardworking. Um, Despite being very, you know, fun and caring and kind, she did tend to keep her personal life very private, even from her friends and family. Uh, in the year of 2012, Ashley wanted to get a fresh start, so she actually moved from New Jersey to Providence, Rhode Island. Um, her son, who was still very young at the time, continued to stay with her mother and continued school in New Jersey. Okay. Uh, Ashley had a very secluded and quiet life in her apart in her small apartment in Providence. She was working at a dancer as a dancer at a local club and really only it did not say which one unfortunately. i bet it was the
0: catalytic lounge probably
1: we've been there um that are fantasies um but she was working as as a dancer and she really only befriended the girls that she worked with the few friends in the area that she had they said that actually rarely left her apartment except for like work and to get groceries and that was basically it uh it actually took them several months of her living in the city to convince her to kind of branch out more, and eventually she began going out to eat with them and going shopping almost on a weekly basis. Uh, as months turned into years, Ashley had developed a fairly regular social life in Providence and seemed to be fairly happy. Um, she was trying to turn her life around. She was actually took up a second job, waitressing. It was trying to find a more consistent, reliable, reliable career path as opposed to just working in clubs and waitressing. She was trying to, you know, get something a little more stable. Um, She'd even started dating a man in the area, even though her friends said that they did not think the relationship was good for her. Uh, Her boyfriend was unnamed in every article that I read, unfortunately. And it's believed that he may or may not have some, like, I I don't know if he had anything to do with her death because there was no name. Um, But uh, they did notice that all of her, like it always said that her friends noticed that Ashley's demeanor would change from like bubbly and happy, you know, when she was around her friends to very like, meek and shy and almost like afraid whenever her boyfriend was around Uh, eventually this man of hers would end up in jail and Ashley seemed very concerned and almost afraid for his return and then shortly after he was released from prison just randomly out of the blue and this is five months before her death Ashley up and moved abruptly from her Providence apartment and went to Massachusetts to live alone. Uh, her last known address was on Tacoma Street in Hyde Park, which is a neighborhood outside of Boston. And that's
0: kind of like not, not close, like Rainham is closer to Providence than yeah. it is to Boston. It's like an, yeah, that's an hour away. And it, wait, was it Rainham where she was found or Bridgewater? She was found in Bridgewater. Okay, well, even still. Yeah. But, but Hyde Park's like an hour away from Providence. Yeah.
1: And it's not the best neighborhood from no, what I remember. No, it is not uh and this is 2015 so it's still not a good not a good area really um but like i said her last known address was tacoma street in hyde park however it's uncertain whether she was living in that apartment at the time or somewhere else in the greater boston area because she did have friends in dorchester now this is where things get very vague um none of the articles really were able to explain why she moved to massachusetts and um there were some reports that in the weeks leading up to her murder Ashley had called some friends back in Providence and expressed to them that she wanted to move back there and that things weren't going well in Boston um unfortunately she would never get the chance because um now we're gonna go to the day before the murder Tuesday November 2nd 2015 in Dorchester Massachusetts It was just after midnight when police received calls of gunshots in the area of Shepton Street. And when authorities arrived on the scene, they discovered 21-year-old Dominic Owens on the ground suffering from several gunshot wounds to the chest. Unfortunately, this young man succumbed to his wounds at the scene, surrounded by family and paramedics. Boston Police Commissioner William Evans said Dominic was known to police and had a violent criminal record. He also had a young son and was devoted to taking care of his son and his mother. Hours after this attack, Dominic's father, Fernando Owens, was extremely distraught and irate, and this was reported by everybody who was at the scene of the attack. He was seen pacing around, angrily shouting on his phone, demanding answers and justice for the death of his son. Now, we go to the next day, 11.30 p.m. That is when Ashley's body is found. As I stated before, it got really vague as to how the police investigation began, but at some point they actually connect these two murders I was just gonna say, what do these
0: have to do with each other?
1: Um, So it's really unclear how this happened, but within a week of Ashley's murder, police named Fernando Owens, the father of the young man who had been shot in Dorchester the day before Ashley's murder, as a suspect in Ashley's murder as well as two Manchester, New Hampshire natives, Julian and Shannon Squires. This is where it just gets fucking wild. Um, So it was believed that Fernando had thought that Ashley had been present at the shooting of his son, or at the very least had information about the attack and who had killed him. Ashley and Dominic had similar circles of friends. However, it was unclear if Ashley was or wasn't present at the time of Dominic's death, or if she had any involvement in it whatsoever. Um, police did seize items from Fernando Owens' home at 65 Lonsdale Street in Dorchester that linked him to the murder, including some Egyptian cotton bath towels that were identical to the one found wrapped around Ashley's head and an identical electric cord that was found tied on the victim. They also checked his phone records and saw that he had called Ashley over 17 times on the day of his son's murder. However, Fernando Owens was nowhere to be found in the state of Massachusetts as he had managed to escape to the Dominican Republic shortly after Ashley's
0: death. I feel like he knew much more than what these ple- oh, mm-hmm. she may have been there. If he called her 17 times, yeah, he must have knew like something. something.
1: So it is later found out that she was present at the, at the attack, um, but it was she had nothing to do with the actual murder. Were, it was just, unfortunately, bad place, bad time. Same was group of friends. Was she dating
0: this guy? No. Was she dating the father?
1: No. And she wasn't... I could not find the name of the person who had shot Dominic Owens, but it wasn't... Didn't seem like she was in like dating that person either. It seemed like they were in the same kind of group of friends. And he just happened to... Ta- Fernando just happened to target her. So... Um, Obviously, this launched an international manhunt, which was led by the FBI. And finally, on March 8th 8th of 2016, so a few months later, um, Fernando Owens was apprehended in the Dominican Republic by U.S. authorities. He was taken back to the United States and awaited trial for a long-ass time because he didn't go to trial until June of 2023, which is this year.
0: What? Yeah. I
1: don't know what the fuck's going on with the legal system in Massachusetts. It can't be that slow. It apparently is wild i'm sure there's other bureaucratic nonsense that goes into it but he did go to trial um in june of 2023 and ended up being like a i want to say it was like a seven day trial um i saw different numbers and different articles so you know how it goes um the court got to hear all of these horrible details about basically ashley's last 24 hours alive um after contacting her several times about his son's death Fernando Owens managed to lure Ashley over to his house where he held her captive and refused to let her leave. Um, While trapped in his home, Ashley was then severely beaten. uh, She was interrogated about Dominic's murder. After hours of being attacked and questioned, Ashley fell unconscious. And that is when Fernando hogtied her, wrapped her head in a towel, and then wrapped her body in a comforter. Fernando then drove to Bridgewater, Massachusetts, and with the assistance of the squires, Julian and Shannon, um, who were staying in Bridgewater at the time, they dumped Ashley near the commuter rail tracks, threw gasoline on the comforter, and lit her on fire. Um, I could not find whether she died from smoke inhalation or from her injuries, and it was unclear whether or not she was conscious when she was in that blanket and set on fire or not. I, I really don't know, unfortunately, which is just honestly makes it all the more terrifying. Yeah, I to feel me. like
0: this is like big local news, but then just kind of ended as soon as quick as it erupted. Absolutely. And Absolutely. never got any further coverage.
1: Yeah. And there's really not much like like I said, every article says the same stuff. Um, but basically after he did this to Ashley, he then fled to the Dominican Republic and was there for a few months until he got caught. On Friday, June 23rd, 2023, Judge Elaine Buckley sentenced Fernando Owens to life in prison. He is the second of three people charged in connection with this murder. Julian Squires, 49, was found guilty of the same counts in June of 2022 and is serving life in a state prison. And Shannon Squires, 46, was scheduled to appear in court on July 20th of 2023. Unfortunately, I found no update on her sentencing. And that is all I have on this case, which is wild.
0: It sucks because there's so many cases out there like this where there's like. Where I just want to know more. You want to know more and there's little information. And it's like, is it worth doing an episode on this? Because it'll be so short. But I'm just like, you know what? Like. I know. Like this is like what? Maybe 20 minutes. Not
1: even that we're talking about this. 16 minutes. 16 minutes. So I just kind of through it a little fast, but like, and I tried cases. to fluff this up as much as I could. Yeah, you have to. I found it very weird that not a single one of these people lived in Bridgewater, but all managed to somehow get like wind up there with this girl's body. Because like the squires weren't living in Bridgewater. They just happened to be like visiting the area and were in there like with friends at the time.
0: I just feel like there's more to this story. There's
1: definitely more to this story. And I think that it's just not because it's all just going into like courts now. Like I'm hoping in like a few months, it just happened in June. I'm hoping like soon maybe I can find like court transcripts possibly and get more information of like what, what Fernando Owens has to say about it. Like this dude's in a Massachusetts state prison somewhere. Like, go, I wanna, go ask I him wanna, right yeah i want to be like <laughs> where like i don't know where he fucking is but i want to be like what happened like why did you think that she had something to do with your son's attack and why would you interrogate someone yourself like the police were there why didn't you go up to them and say i think that this person might"? that's have something why there's to do with more the to murder. the story
0: i think because maybe he couldn't go to the police about something exactly so it's very very strange but it's like someone killed your son and you're all Upset, and up in arms. So, but you're gonna go kill you're another literally human. Gonna kidnap somebody and torture them and kill them.
1: Like, could you imagine being like lured? the math ain't mathin Yeah. And like the fact that he got her to come to her house, like come to his house. I wonder what those seventeen phone calls were. Because if he was like calling her and threatening her, I don't think she would have willingly went to his home. You know, like I don't th- like I don't think she would have just went there. She seemed like a very private and secluded person. I feel like if she felt like she was in danger she would have left and went back to yeah. providence i there's... don't think she would
0: have willingly went to this man's house there's a lot and we don't know unfortunately we'll fucking never know I oh know. i hope
1: we can find out one day this is like one of those cases like if i could fucking like if i didn't work a full-time job and you know wasn't a lazy adhd red and mess i would like write a whole fucking book about this case and like ask every officer that was involved fucking go interview every person who's still alive who's a part of it like Ashley's family deserves to know what happened. Like she has a son, like a teenage son who's still—I mean, he's probably like in his twenties now. Yeah, he was a, a thirteen at the time in 2015. So, so yeah,
0: he's a little, a little bit older now. But like that's so fucking sad. I'm sure he's probably doing his own work, right? Yeah, to find some answers, like, but i mean was it proven that this guy actually did it it was proven okay so he's in jail he killed her there's some degree of justice i suppose i
1: just i wish
0: i knew the why behind the what yeah
1: you know what i mean
0: well that's frustrating and
1: i just like i said i think it's very interesting that i mean she was from new jersey lived in providence and moved to boston he was from dorchester the two accomplices were from manchester new hampshire yet her body winds up in bridgewater
0: i mean if just you think about very it very strange yeah i mean it's all pretty close to it each other fairly honestly. close to each
1: other but like there's so many other places like that they could like the quincy quarries could have dropped the body
0: there like there's so many other i think they just they wanted they to get gone. as far from the city as they could i think and so then yeah end up in bridgewater or like these people were in Bridgewater and he knew these people is like, hey, I need help. Where you at? Bridgewater, yeah. come here. We'll meet you. We know a spot. Exactly. Which is just very. Which didn't work out in their it favor. It did
1: And I think that's, I think it's good that none of them were from the area and they didn't realize that like someone was going to see you dumping something on the train tracks to gonna... two residential neighborhoods. Like I'll show you a, I'll show you a picture. I went on Google Maps and like looked at where her body would have been dumped. And it's literally just like this little triangle of forest between two neighborhoods and the train tracks. Someone
0: would have found her eventually. They didn't hide her too well at all. So no. it's like, how much time were you trying to buy for yourself?
1: So the blue street is Oak Street. And then is like perpendicular. And she was found in those woods next to the train tracks. Got it. And it's all neighborhoods around. So like that's it's really not it's a very lot of sloppy secluded. criminals. Around. Very sloppy criminals, and she was so beautiful. I'm going to show you a picture of her right now.
0: Oh my god! Like fucking so. Twenty
1: nine years old. So young. Just ripped in, away from the world. Yep. I mean, also obviously, I feel bad for Dominic Owens. Was 21 years old and shot like point blank in front of his home. That's so fucking tragic, but. Ashley didn't have anything to do with his murder, and it's just not
0: her. His dad was probably in that state of mind where he just couldn't oh, take no absolutely. for an answer. And I feel really,
1: I think that it's really upsetting that. Well, I understand there were paramedics and police there working on an investigation to figure out what happened to Dominic, but somebody should have taken that man aside and got him some help because he. Multiple people reported that he was like screaming and swearing into his phone, lashing out at people at the scene and was extremely irate, like clearly was mentally unwell. His son just died in front of him. He should have gone and gone and been seen by somebody.
0: Yeah. And and maybe this wouldn't
1: have happened because it was literally less than 24 hours later that Ashley was kidnapped, tortured and killed.
0: Yeah. His dad probably thought that, like, she knew something. Yeah, and obviously wouldn't take no for an answer. But it's like yeah. now there's two dead people exactly. instead of one. Now and two now parents you're in jail. lost their
1: children, and now and you're in you jail. lost your life. Like, and like Dominic had a son, so now that child lost his grandfather and his father. Just very sad.
0: Yep. So, so sorry Thanks to break everyone's that. <laughs> heart, guys.
1: Um, I just it was a case. I've been doing a lot of like haunted history and. Bridgewater Triangle stuff, so I wanted to just go back to like a, I don't want to say like a good old murder, but you know, just some some classic true crime.
0: Yeah, I got one of those coming up for you guys. Yeah, in the next episode or two. But
1: because then uh, in in December I've got another history with Amanda episode planned, yeah, and then I have a uh, a Christmas
0: moita, Christmas moita, yeah, Christmas no. family murder.
1: Oh, it's uh, it's very, it's also like got a little mystery in it too.
0: All right. Well, December will be a fun month, but it will. what do you think? Just wrap it up. Just wrap it up. That, I mean, that's wrap all I've got. If anyone bell. else has any,
1: like, if anyone else in the area had heard about this case or may like know some other info about it, definitely send us an email at fathomlesspodcast at gmail.com or, you know, just like message us on Instagram Yeah, because please, do. I want to know more about this case.
0: Or any case. Or that any. We do. Case, really, or any yeah. case you want us to do. Exactly. We take suggestions. Yes. All right, well. That's it. Stay spooky, stay not s- poopy. Stay spooky. I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> Stay spooky, not poopy. Stay stay sp- scary and, and stay, stay safe. safe. I'm gonna fuck this up every time. <laughs> I love it. Bye. <laughs>